Time now for Breaking Bones with Dr. George Bari and Joe C. An informative but laid-back approach to sports medicine on 1010XL. Yeah. Now, let's break some bones. Breaking Bones is on the air. We welcome you, Jacksonville, to a little 30-minute, well, a journey into sports injuries, a little sports talk to go along with it. Josie from XL Primetime, noon to three weekdays, Monday through Friday. always appreciate everybody hooking up with us weekdays. But then also on Sunday, I hook up with my man, Geo, Dr. George Bari for Breaking Bones. He of Bari Orthopedics and also the only one in North Florida fellowship trained under the renowned Dr. James Andrews. Gio, you're looking sharp this morning. Thank you, Joe. I, I would love to say the same about you if I could. Now, now, listen, we just have full disclosure, okay, because we had to set this up on a Zoom. And the reason we did this, and hopefully we have no problems, uh, if 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 this happens, we may Zoom more often. I'll do it from a happy hour. You'll do it from some surgical <laughs> center. Uh, but anyway, uh, the reason we had to do it is because I've been doing these overnight broadcasts of the Zozo Championship for the PGA Tour. And so PGA Tour Entertainment is over here in World Golf Village, and the broadcast is coming from Chiba, Japan. Have you ever heard of Chiba, Japan? I have not. It is a small town outside of Tokyo, and I guess they just didn't want to say Tokyo because Tokyo is like 45 million people there. One of the largest cities I've ever seen. And Chiba's just outside of it. Beautiful golf course. Bottom line is 78-player field. It's coming down to the wire. Uh, and I look forward to the final night of our broadcast. But let's get it cranked I, up, Doc. Can I ask you a question? Yeah, I'm, raising my, I'm raising my hand here. <laughs> on Zoom. I, I saw pictures that in Japan, their golf courses have lights on them so you can play at night. Is this true? Well, the thing is, is there is such precious real estate in the entire country. You know, they sleep in stacks in japan and so the real estate is just it's you really have to pay a high dollar to be able to play golf and so to be able to play around the clock like you're suggesting lighted courses absolutely 100 percent. the only thing that was bothering me geo is that they're still wearing masks over there and this is out in the open air well i think they were masks like before masks were were you're right you're right in the day yeah and sars and everything else yeah. I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. I, I do. You know, I, I don't, you know, if people want to wear masks. That's great. They can still wear masks. I just, I always find it interesting people wear masks when they're outside by themselves. Right. And, and but, the, you know, teach their own. Right. Exactly. I, I have no problem, but these they're, they're walking these beautiful, uh, fairways, uh, Tear the mask off. All right, so let's get into a handful of things. If you want to hit the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures, uh, you can dial up 641-1010. Shoot us a text. If you've got joint pain, anything that's going on, Dr. Bari can certainly help with any little pieces of advice. He's always asked. you got inquiries coming in left and right uh, on XL Primetime and on Breaking Bones. So let us know if you've got a question. Now, two big question marks for the Jaguars, unfortunately, um, met their their – their injury end to the season, or at least right now for a portion of the season. Let's get to a couple of these guys. Ben Barch had a chance to finally earn a starting position, won that left guard spot over Tyler Shatley, now a dislocated kneecap. That sounds painful just when you say it out loud, Doc. Yeah, it is painful. So, you know, when the reports first came out, I was, you know, just want to humble brag here. I was Mm -hmm. at the game, no big deal. Yeah, um, but <laughs> and so, listen, you're a Jag fan, man. I am. I mean, since I was a kid, for, I went to the first of, game. You know, it was one of the worst I, performances I I've ever seen. Oh, you agree, dude? It's I don't it's know. It's terrible. I'm, 
I'm so depressed. I have the inaugural ball that they gave us in the first for the first game ever. Oh, but yeah. so when he he walked off the field, right, and then reports came out saying it was a knee dislocation, which I found very weird that he walked on a knee dislocation. We've seen knee dislocations before in the NFL. Those are bad injuries. They get right. carted off the field. They're not walking off the field. Most of them get surgery because there's some sort of neurovascular injury. So a knee dislocation is a surgical emergency. Turns out, later on, comes out he had a knee cap dislocation. So someone forgot to put the cap, and people were just going with the knee. Yeah, Knee cap is your patella, right? So patella is a medical term. Knee cap is the colloquial term. So this is is common. It is more common in females because females have, have wider hips for childbearing. Okay, And so their quadricep comes in at an angle and causes their kneecap to want to already uh, cheat lateral outside. And Mm -hmm. that's where the kneecap dislocates. So a lot of females get it, although males can definitely get it, especially playing sports. So he had a kneecap dislocation. And they mentioned that he had ligament damage. And 99% of the time, that ligament is called MPFL or medial patella femoral ligament. That is a ligament that attaches from your femur which is the, your big thigh bone, to the patella, your kneecap. When you dislocate, it usually tears. Now, normally, first-time dislocator, you do physical therapy. When symptoms have resolved and you have stability, you can go back and play. That usually takes three, four months, mm-hmm. okay? If after that therapy, your symptoms don't resolve and you still have what we call apprehension or subluxation. Subluxation is when the kneecap or anything pops out of the joint a little bit, it comes back and doesn't fully go out. Then you discuss surgery. Or if you dislocated it more than one time, then you discuss surgery. You also can discuss surgery if you get an x-ray and there's a piece of cartilage chunked off because of the dislocation uh-huh. to take that piece of cartilage out. So I think they put him out for the year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he is on injured reserve, and we would not expect him to come back. And that's the deal. It's like sometimes, like, we'll get to the other one, which is Caleb on Chase on, which still has an opportunity to come back. But this one, uh, he's done, at least for yeah, this there, season. Right. There is a brace you can wear for people who have this issue that can prevent the the kneecap from popping laterally or outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, these These braces do help. They're not 100%. So you can definitely still dislocate it wearing the brace, but they can prevent a a re-injury or help prevent it. And I guess the problem is, is, you know, Ben Barch is a guy, just going back in time real quick, Jaguar fans may certainly be aware of the story, but he was uh, considered a a smoothie maniac and would make these crazy power protein smoothies, peanut butter, avocado, you name it, kale. He was stuffing it all in there. Bottom line is, is at St. John's of Minnesota, which was a division three school, he basically put on a hundred pounds in his college career, a hundred pounds doc. Uh, and so is, was he like scrawny that he needed a hundred pounds or <laughs> he actually was a tight end at one point and then becomes an interior lineman. And so we're talking about a big athletic guy but adding all that weight i don't know whether and i've asked you this question before we neither one of us i'm a doctor on the radio you're a real one neither one of us know the answer to this but adding all that extra weight muscle and everything to a a skeletal body that started out 100 pounds less maybe four years ago that's a lot look a lot i will say this adding any weight uh past what is normal Mm -hmm. puts the body at strain right makes everything harder, makes surgery harder for the surgeon, 
everything becomes much more difficult. Your body is not made to carry all that weight. So whenever you go past the norms, it absolutely one way or another is going to change the dynamic of how your body works. Right. All right. So we'll find out with Ben Barge. Hopefully he will be healthy enough to get back off season, be ready to go. The other one was Caleb on chase on. Now he has torn meniscus. And so you can, this is still in the knee area doc, but you could explain this, you know, to everyone out there, you know, the differences in these two injuries and how, you know, there's at least a chance that Caleb on chase can come back. Now, the other real important question is if he does come back, will anybody know? That's a total separate question that we can get to later. <laughs> Total set. That was a <laughs> shot at Caleb. But just from a health point of view, a torn meniscus. Yeah. Torn meniscus. The meniscus is a piece of cartilage in between yeah, your your knee. I, I like to tell people it's like a pillow, right? It gives you some cushioning. He has a torn meniscus. Two ways to treat it, conservative and surgical. Um, seems like they're going conservative route because maybe it's not giving him what we call mechanical symptoms, as in it's not click, it's not locking on him. It's not causing his knee to give out. If you have a meniscus tear that, that can flip back and forth, your knee can give out and lock and they can swell. If you don't have mechanical symptoms, as in you just have some pain, conservative treatment may help a cortisone shot, uh, some medication and maybe some therapy. seems like that's the route they're going. A lot of these players will have meniscus that causes some pain, but they will try to rehab it during the season and then get surgery in the off season. After the season is over, they'll kind of grit it through to the rest of the rest of the way. And you want to give it, maybe four to eight weeks to see how you do. Cause you need to do some therapy. I don't recall how long they said he's out for, uh, but four to eight weeks in that range is about that timeline. I don't remember what they said specifically for him. About four to six weeks. And they're not putting him on injury reserve right now. So there's a, there's a chance to have him back. And I think that's what they're relying on, by the way, Caleb on chase on, if he comes back, will anyone know it? All right, that was a little bit of a cheap shot. Just a little bit of – look, the guy was the number 20 pick overall, and he hasn't made any plays, but they are going to try and get him back. And, Doc, how lucky has this team been without any injuries, at least up until this point? I mean, we went through, I don't know, two or three weeks, you and I, looking at the injury report. There was not a single player listed. Now you got four guys – Obviously, Ben Barch is gone. You're trying to get Foley Fadakasi back. You're trying to get Luwakon healthy, Zay Jones healthy. So anyway, they are now dealing with more injuries than than they really need. Yeah, you know, we've been lucky the past couple of weeks, and now we've got two guys kind of in the same week that, that got injured. Um, so uh, it's hopefully we, we, are, we are a thin team, but I will say we are, what, two and three now, five games in. And really only having two true guys so far that are really injured, I think, uh, you know, so far that's, that's pretty good. And the other thing, the Colts. The Colts, they had Jonathan Taylor practicing this week. We don't know if we're going to see a healthy 100% Jonathan Taylor. They also have Ryan Kelly, their center, that has been injured. And matter of fact, they have completely retooled their offensive line. So Jaguars' defense better get off the line of scrimmage and cause some problems for Matt Ryan. Now, i got to ask this other question. Speaking of causing problems, Draymond Green, in practice, the video is out. Someone paid – someone got $10,000 to release that video to TMZ. Bottom line is Draymond Green unloads on Jordan Poole, one of the dirtiest punches I've ever seen. Doc, you and I are not fighters. We're lovers. But holy smokes, that, that looked like it could have been really bad for Jordan Poole. We're talking like orbital bone fracture or something like that. It scared the heck out of me, that's for sure, as a guy who's had facial injuries, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I will say, first of all, I'm not a facial surgeon, so I don't, I, I don't 
see much of those facial fractures. But I will say, watch it. First of all, what, what I found weird was that they were more worried about how the tape got leaked than what happened. Right. And I don't know how much of a sucker punch it was because he was in front of him. But I will say Poole was not expecting it. He kind of just pushed him away and not like Poole pushed him away. He's like, get out of my face. Leave me alone. Then he came at him. So it's not like Poole was up in his face saying, come at me, come at me. He kind of just shoved him. Traymond's a hothead, a nutbag. It's It was bad. You know, we know recently we see that I think it was who was a Kansas City guy who pushed the the journalist. No, it was the right. Yeah, the Raiders and the guy the guy suing the Raiders. Devonte Adams, uh, as he was leaving the football field, media guy runs in front of him and he just shoves him to the ground. Now you know he went to the hospital and now there are lawyers involved. I wonder if uh, Jordan Poole. I think the thing that gets me, Doc, is that it was in a team setting, and I know that like we asked Leon on XL Primetime, are there times when when guys throw fist? Heck yes. Hell yes, he said. Uh, and usually you just settle it within the team. But this may be one of the one of the times when I see the video. Of course, video's king. When I see it, where I think that dude may have some legal recourse against Draymond Green because he sucker punched him and he could he could affect his career. That's at least the way I was looking at it. And I haven't looked at it this way before. I, I agree with you. But here's the thing. They weren't like they weren't like up in each other's face, screaming at each other. And then someone just started swinging. Poole was literally standing in the corner, like, by himself. Maybe he said some words, but he wasn't aggressive at all. And Draymond just comes up and just whacks him. I'm always worried about you. One day I bumped into you while we were walking out the door, and you started screaming how your whole body was hurting. So Who would win that, by the way? Gio attacking me, me attacking Gio. We'd throw knuckles. Uh, I don't think either one of us would land a punch, though. We'd end up in the lockup. Our wives would, would have to post bail. Uh, speaking of posting bail, um, not exactly like he got arrested. Yeah, well, you know what? Speaking of video, this isn't necessarily on video, but seeing it live. Did you see the Shannon Sharp interview Lamar Odom? You showed it to me. Yeah, last week. That's right. I did. I did, like, last week. The Wizenator. Lamar Odom said that for the 2004 Olympics, for his urine test, and you actually named the name of that thing. I don't remember what it was. He used a fake penis with fake urine to, to urinate clean urine because his was dirty. Ontario Smith had what was called the Wizenator. You can actually buy it online. I'm telling you, people are Googling right now, probably, listening to Breaking Bones. And Shannon Shannon Sharp was saying they didn't notice. He goes, no, you just turn around, you pee into the cup, and you come back. But Shannon Sharp said in the NFL, they make you pull down your pants all the way, and they look at you, and they stare at you at everything to make sure it's the real thing while you pee. (laughs) <laughs> That's pretty uncomfortable. Worse than me going to the dermatologist, Doc. That is that is scary. But, yeah, they wanted to see it. Uh, and, and that's why they uh, they invented, <laughs> I could say, invented the Wizenator. Ontario Smith, former Oregon Duck, a Minnesota Viking, had the Wizenator in his bag. Bottom line is you can put it in your pants area, pull it out, has the urine in it, and you can squeeze some whatever, some squeeze – I don't even know what to call it. Anyway, and it produces the urine, and you can go past the test. Have you ever used the Wizenator? Let us know. Yeah, you can hit the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosure, 641-1010. Let us know if, in fact, you have heard of the Wizenator or you have used the Wizenator. Honestly, you can get regular questions as well, 641-1010. Hit the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures and let us know if you do have any sports injuries. Now, the one thing I was going to say, Doc, is the NFL – 
urine versus blood they do not want to test with blood and it's become a problem because that was something that was going on with the collective bargaining agreement i don't know many moons ago and they've completely forgotten about it because they don't want to test for peds with blood and find out how many guys are putting needles in their behinds in the off season it's just a a totally different thing and for the record have you and i ever peed and not passed uh are you willing to say if in fact you've uh, passed all your drug tests i've never failed a, a drug test just put that out there you're on record i love it you're not afraid to tell the truth i like the fact that uh you know we're, you're talking about an upstanding uh fellowship trained orthopedic surgeon under the renowned dr james andrews heck no you've never failed. i have never failed one either okay so both of us can proudly say that doc i haven't had to pee in a cup that often but i definitely have not failed look at those sweet shoes though that you've got I'm checking those out. Where'd you get those? Oh, I sent you the picture, Joe. Oh, yeah, the kicks. I'm going to send you that picture. Maybe I didn't send it. I got them them Reebok pumps. You know? So I pump it up before I walk into a patient room, get ready, and walk right in. That's how you get fired up for surgery. You're going to be in there for a while, so you got to be looking good uh, with the scrubs, scrubbed up, and now the kicks. Yeah, you're looking sharp. By the way, did you hear that Tom Brady – who's got his all-caps Brady brand with the shoe line and everything. He has signed his first athlete, and it's Shador Sanders, the Jackson State quarterback, which is Deion Sanders' son. He's been balling, and so Tom Brady getting into the apparel, and young Deion Sanders' son, Shador, name, image, and likeness paying off. Is, I mean, I think it's pretty cool. Question, I, I don't know too much about his son. Is he, like, uh, pretty good? Oh, heck yeah. Uh, touchdown to interception interception ratio, solid. Jackson State is on the map now because Dion's coaching, and the fact that he gets his son there uh, is just a huge plus for him, and he's definitely making plays. There's no doubt about it. And I think the question was asked on XL Primetime earlier this week, uh, you know, uh, Dion would never leave Jackson State as long as his kids are there, and we were talking about the possibility of him, you know, maybe going to Florida State. Well, with the transfer portal, if that job opens up at Florida State and Dion happens to take it, Shadur and his brother are both probably going to come to Tallahassee. So uh, you're not going to keep him uh, in the swack very long if he keeps winning and Power 5 jobs open up. We're going to find out. All right, let's get to the Dak question because this is a big deal, Doc. Jerry Jones has said that Dak Prescott – can't quite grip the football right now, but they do have him back in practice this week. He's trying to come back from that thumb surgery. They've got Cooper Rush rocking and rolling. He's 4-0. and Yeah, they're 4-1. You know the one loss? It was when Dak was quarterbacking in the season opener. And so that's the question, whether or not they want to keep him on the bench but face a big-time Philadelphia Eagle team that's undefeated right now. Well. I think the only thing holding it back, going back, is that they're winning. I mean, think about it. What are they now? Four and one. So here's the thing. Let's say Dak Prescott, you're still going with him, no matter what. He's your guy. But if you're winning, why rush it? Why rush it? Keep. I mean, just keep him out. Let this thing heal. Make sure he does not come back. It's been, I think, four weeks since he injured it. If I'm not mistaken, and had surgery. I mean, and he had surgery. Four weeks is quick, man. I mean, you're looking. You know, normal person, you and I, we're not coming back for six, eight weeks to play football. You know, that's we're we're still um, doing uh, physical therapy. So for him, 
to come back this quick, I think it's soon, especially the fact that they are winning. I think they need to take it easy on him. Let this thing heal. Make sure it doesn't come out too early. And, and then someone, you know, someone's going to see him on the floor. They're going to try to step on it. They're going to do, you know, push their arm in it. And he's going to refracture this before it's fully healed. I really think that they should uh, take it easy. I think Fork's a little too too far out or too soon. And that's why he's having trouble gripping the ball. I mean, it's it's only, it's, listen, like we say, it's science, right? This thing, it, it takes everyone the same to heal, like a normal person. It's going to hurt. And he is, he's maybe going too soon. Just know this, Doc. Jerry Jones turned 80 this week. He celebrated his birthday. He's an old, old man, and he wants to win something. And he doesn't want to lose to the Philadelphia Eagles. So they're going to have a tough time. But I do think I agree with you. Uh, it is science. Do not go messing around and, and maybe extend the absence of Dak. Cooper, while he's caught lightning in a bottle, we'll see, we'll see if he can keep doing it. Now, stay on the quarterback. Let's get to the roughing the passer because this is a big deal. I would really like to know where the hell we're going with the roughing the passer because right now you're talking about uh, these calls. Tom Brady ultimately gets the flag. He's always looking at the official. He gets the flag against, uh, who are they playing? The Falcons, Grady Jarrett roughing the passer. And then we have the Kansas City Chiefs game where Chris Jones gets flagged after he got the ball out of the hands of Derek Carr tackles him but he doesn't drive him into the ground he gets called for roughing the passer and i can see both sides of this you got to protect the marquee piece of every football game which is the quarterback and that's what the nfl is trying to do they've made the rules so friendly to the quarterback i get that but let's go to the other side what about these defensive players that need to make sure that they can make a living and make plays it is a violent game there are, there's a lot of physical contact all right, here's the question to you. Medically speaking, somebody comes into you, they show you an X-ray or an MRI, or you take an X-ray or an MRI, and you got two choices. You can elect surgery, or you can try physical therapy, rehab, whatever it might be. It's not an easy question to answer. Surgery or try and, and, and rehab it. This is the same thing the NFL's going through. They want to know whether or not they need to protect the passer at all costs or make sure that these defensive players still have a chance to make plays. So, you know, this. first of all, you're right. There's a lot of stuff in medicine where you can argue either way for whatever treatment you're doing. <clears throat> Roughing the passer is a big penalty. It's 15, 15 yards and and repeat for and go back to first down, right? So here's my – and it's so questionable. I mean, a lot of these things are questionable, but, you know, roughing the passer is even more questionable because they, they're trigger happy when it comes to because they want to protect the quarterback because that's what, that's what they're told. I think whenever there's a roughing the passer penalty, all the refs need to look at the video and they have to have a majority vote and they all decide, yes, that was, no, it wasn't. So at least you have, I don't know, how many are there out there? Four out there? There's four guys running around? No, like six or seven on the field. Okay, so you have four four out of the, the seven have to agree that it's roughing the passer. And I know it takes time, but that is a big penalty. That's 15 yards and Repeat the, you know, go back to first down, and that's that's huge. All right, let's get to the, the the core of this afternoon. Young Geo, okay, you're raising a young Jaguar fan. I know how he is in home game situations at the bank. I mean, the guy is getting all sorts of souvenirs, memorabilia from the players. He's a superstar, but how does he handle the road game at home, trying to deal with the Colts later on? Well, <clears throat> he he watches it on TV. Uh, and is hyped up, but I will say, <clears throat> I think he's a fortune teller. 
Because when we were going to that game, he's like, who are we playing, Dad? I said, the Houston Texans last week. He goes, this is going to be a hard game. And I literally told him, no, it's not. The Houston Texans are horrible. He goes, no, Dad, you're going to see this is going to be a hard game. Sure enough, he was right. And I wasn't even close. (laughs) Smart lad. Smart lad. He knows that this team still has to turn a corner. Everyone thought they had turned a corner. But young Bari, the smart one, he knows. Now, uh, I want to make sure that if you can get a message to him, I'm I'm asking Doug Peterson to be a better play caller later today. So at least let young uh, young Bari know that, that that's what we're working on. More run plays, maybe. Run. We need to run the ball more. That's pretty simple, isn't it? You got you got Travis Etienne in the backfield, James Robinson in the backfield, averaging big chunks per carry. All right, Doc, we're almost out of time. Tell everybody where they can find us. On podcast. Yeah, you can Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, or Spotify under Breaking Bones or on the 1010XL website. You can see our replay there. We are out of time. Kickoff show is coming up next. Appreciate everybody listening to Breaking Bones. Joe- You've been listening to Breaking Bones with Dr. George Bari and Joe C on 1010XL.